technically play a different 1975 music video. And I was like, YouTube. That's oh. amazing. Don't call me out like hello, this. Hello. Instead of calling you out, they should be pulling you in. God damn it. I just got one more thing to say. I'm just pissed off. Because, because you, you pied, pied me, me off, off after your show when you <laughs> let go of my hand in front of We don't have the rights to the song. I'm sorry. You wanted be talking on. Over it's okay, Harish. I'm just messing. And she's There's so American. Be, um, <laughs> she's American. So good. I just want to take this. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Better refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I will. How about a whiskey and soda? Uh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is why to drink. This is just a bit right after your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. <laughs> no, I get a couple. Oh, come on, I'm not drunk. <laughs> And an excellent vintage it is too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. Yo. Hello. Hello. I beat you too. Uh, welcome to Tipsy Terror. Uh, this is a podcast where we get drunk and we watch a horror movie. And then we record ourselves watching the movie. And then we record a podcast right after while we're still drunk. Um, and my name is Harish. And we cut in clips like this. Oh. You know it's a shame we never see Ed's ass. <laughs> what? You're right. He's naked. Not Ed. Not Ed. His roommate. His roommate. Whoever's roommate is. Oh, yeah. Who is Ed? Also Ed. Nick Frost. Nick, Nick Frost. Frost. I don't want to see Ed's ass. I do. You want to see Ed's ass? Yeah. You know what? If everyone in this movie, of everyone that would be like, you're going to see one character's ass, I would predict it would be Ed. <laughs> yeah, we do that too. And, and my name's Harish. Is this mine? Yes. Okay. And, and my name's Harish. <laughs> What's your name? And my name's Harish. Harish, do you know what you're talking about ever? Uh, no. <laughs> um, that and I am um, both annoying and cringy, Molly. <laughs> and I am also annoying. <laughs> Samantha. We got, I just, for context, we got a review on our iTunes that said... The um, funniest fucking <laughs> review. I can't stop laughing about it. The most annoying and cringy assortment of people. Harish has no idea what he's talking about ever. With Unlistenable. With- I and saw the small part on, on Twitter. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. Is it funny? Like, if you get no fan reviews, can you like, oh, sorry. put it close? If yeah. you get no fan reviews, it's like oh, I don't care. But if you get like one negative, it's immediately like hilarious every time. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> and if you're hearing that voice, <laughs> that's our guest. Adam Goki. Our real good friend and guest. I oh. just ask you before we started, would you prefer us when we talk to you to call you Adam or Goki? Uh, you can call me whatever you want. Because I call you Goki, but I don't know if yeah. you want to be heard as... Goki is more comfortable for me, but yeah. I am happy with both. Okay. I wasn't sure sense. like on a podcast if you wanted to be formal. Um, Adam! I'm like Goki. <laughs> Adam! I'm the most comedically involved person of my last name. Ah, okay. <laughs> main other one that pops up on google committed like a homicide oh <laughs> nice. okay so, <laughs> so you, you you got the comedy side of it yeah i'm cool I'm honestly cool i'm glad you joking. said that because if you asked us to call you adam i would have felt very weird it, it just doesn't feel right my <laughs> 
parents and my girlfriend call that's me it Adam. Yeah. that feels right that's yeah. like the only yeah. people who should yeah. <laughs> and today's episode is about sean of the dead my favorite thing about your name is that if you rearrange the letters in your last name, it spells Gecko. I think about that every time I talk to you. I've told you that before, though. Is that because there's two E's, so it would actually be Geeko. <laughs> <laughs> Which is different. I can't spell. <laughs> there's no C, right? There's, there is. there's a C in gecko. There is a C in, in, in Goki. In Goki? Yeah. Wait, okay. so you're just a Goki. You're just a gecko that does TikTok and E Gecko, if you will. <laughs> And today's episode is about Shaun of the Dead. Yes, it is. Um, we will dive into the story it's, or into the movie itself and the story behind the movie. Oh if this God. is your first time listening, our first segment normally. I'm sorry, we've been drinking seltzer and I just is okay. the trivia. Yes, it's below the bar trivia and I am the DD. Which means Sam's going to be giving us the trivia and we are going to be answering the questions. Y'all ready? Yeah. Wait, what's our buzzer noises? Give me your buzzer noises. I'll do it on the night. (laughs) (laughs) Ha! (laughs) You've got red on you. Sorry, I was taking this up. All right, ready? Yes. All right. So these are multiple choice, by the way. Just uh, we frequently forget to tell our guests that, and then they blurt out an answer and get punished for it. Um, Who played the zombies in this film? A. Friends and family of production. B, fans of the f- TV show Spaced, which um, Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, Pegg. and Nick Frost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really had. They, that's the show that they worked on before this. Um, C, just regular old extras. Or D, actors from previous stuff that they'd worked on. You've got right on you. Is it Spaced? Yes, it is. Fans I feel like of I space. clarified <laughs> Spaced a little too much and gave that away. Yeah. A bonus they were recruited through a Spaced fan website. So nice. they just like put put a posting on that website. Amazing. That's so cool. And this episode is about Shaun of the Dead. Yes. We've said that. Like a hundred you've said that a hundred times. And this episode is about <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. All right. Imagine and it's a, me. Imagine the normal Sean, but he represents all dead people. Yes. All of them. All right. What was the budget for this film? This is in pounds. <laughs> Not US dollars. It's <laughs> I like we both laugh. It's what in pounds because it's a British film. Did someone just cheer in the background? Somebody screamed outside. From outside. Yeah. Okay. Um A four million pounds. B ten million. C twenty million or D seven million. I'll do it on the night. Do you know who buzzed first on that one? <laughs> it was tied. <laughs> I think he started buzzing I say, first yeah. though. C. No. Duh. B. No. Damn it. You've got red on you. Yeah. D. No. Nobody gets it. It was four million pounds. Wow. Um, a bonus. It grossed thirty million in the worldwide box office. Wowie. Oh. So I'd say that's a net gain. Four million sounded like too much to me, but it does make sense. Four million is actually yeah. quite low, especially for like a six like a zombie million. film. Six I don't to eight know. million. Is I do not know the conversion. I think a pound's like a little more than a dollar, but not quite two dollars. No, I think a pound because like a euro is like one point two or something, but a pound is a lot more. That's why like, um, in, uh, the UK is part of the EU, but they don't use the euro; they use still pounds because it's worth more. Ah, mm-hmm. it's all like right. One point five. 
All right, third question. It's one point two seven United States doll hairs. There we go. Oh, wow. over the last yeah. two years. Yeah. All right. Let's look. Oh, sorry. We don't need to go into all this. It's it doesn't matter. The so Brexit. we're at Molly one point. Everyone's everyone else zero. Zero. Yes. I love this. And if this is your first time listening, we don't really talk about the movie until like twenty minutes in. Just no, you warning don't need to you. Tell them that. We're gonna talk about the movie in the recap. All right. Twenty minutes in. Third question. Who does Edgar Wright play in this film? A. Uh, the um, uh, empl- blah, 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 blah. employee at the store that Sean goes to at the beginning. B. The bus driver that he rides on. C. The voice of the host of the um, when he calls in the restaurant thing. Remember when we were like, is it Italian? Is it French? Um, or I'll do it on the night. The voice of the restaurant. He didn't even let me say D. I still but answer. it's right, right? It is right. Yeah. Yeah. D, no cameo. Um, bonus, he also played a zombie. And I clocked oh. him in the movie knowing that he was really? a zombie. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see him. Damn. He's a zombie and he's wearing a black shirt. And like, if you just know that, like you'll you see him. I can't remember what, spot, what part it was at, but I was like, oh, yeah, there he is. That's cool. Oh, okay. Um, so we got Molly at one, Hirsch at one. All right. That's my last question that I have. What is Sean's last name? A. Scott, B. Penn, C. Riley, or D. Sean. <laughs> uh, I'll do it on the night. Yeah. Penn. No. Sean uh, Penn, the actor. <laughs> yeah. Riley. It is Riley. Fuck. Sean Riley. Yeah. Wow, a three-way a three-way tie. tie. Unprecedented. There we okay, go. Give me like two seconds, and I'll come up with something. And if this is your first time, I'm telling you, skip to 20 minutes in. <laughs> no, this is going to be fine. It's fine. We are having a good episode so far, Harish. I don't know why you are... One bad review doesn't make a whole bad review pumpkin patch. So yeah. there's so there's this sticker on Harish's laptop, which is like a fairy, but it's wearing a sleeveless hoodie. Oh, don't no. ask him about it's it. <laughs> don't ask him about it's it. It's a bug man. <laughs> it's a bug man. Okay. Yeah. So Harish just casually got it's, a bug man. It's bug man. Harish is in a cult. Bug man? So is he related to Gucci man? No. Assumingly? No, okay, he's I'm a cult leader. That it's related to Gucci man. It's a character in what? Cult leader. We talk about this cult every leader. week. Do you want to <laughs> tell him about it? This is just a guy who's a cult leader. <laughs> it's a very cool sticker. <laughs> Look up bugman.tv. Bugman TV on Twitter. So I what guess. does he do? He's you know, like he a wears director. a mask. He's a director he and wears a comedian. A ma- okay, thank you. Yeah, like he's mm. he's actually like a successful. Well, Bugman. <laughs> Bugman is a persona of his. You've got to be pretty successful to lead a cult. I will say, like, you can't just wake up and be like, I want to. Like, okay. All he's, right. He's a character from the Doughboys podcast that has expanded into the real world. Gotcha. And he's a cult leader. Okay. Fair. All right. Are we on a tiebreaker? Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I lied. I don't like that question. So we still got some time. All right. 20 minutes. Closest <laughs> without going over. How many weeks did this film take to make? I'll do it on the night. Four weeks. All right. 15 weeks. Two weeks. Harish wins. It was nine weeks. Oh. Uh. Two weeks? You think they made this in two weeks? I guess no. if you were just shooting... No, I don't... God, Sam, no. I guess if you were just shooting 14 days straight, you could maybe make this movie. You'd have to plan it, like, yeah, so well. Yeah, you would. <sighs> it's okay, Molly. I have been made the fool for the last... Oh, it's a nice painting. So I'm the winner, so <laughs> you, you guys finish go? your drinks. No. 
And Maybe. Finish your drinks, bitches. The next segment we do on this fuck. podcast. It's a very slow opening. I'm telling you, 20 minutes. Um, is stop telling people <laughs> to skip the podcast. The, the recap. We recap <laughs> this movie in seven, in seven minutes. minutes. So, Adam, who would you... Or sorry, Goki, who would you like to <gasps> she be? She called him Adam. I, cl- I do sometimes. I just forget. Because uh, I feel cool. weird about... Like, I didn't know until the conversation you had that you, like... Embrace Goki. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was one of the things where everyone called you Goki and secretly you were like, why can't people just call me by my real name? But now that I know that, Goki, who would you like to be? Um, can I can I pick last? Sure. Yeah, of course. Do you really not care, Harish? I think you should be Sean. Okay. Because you know this movie like the back Wait, you're you're Sean. I'll be Sean. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Ed. Can I please be Diana? Yeah. What's her boyfriend's name? David. David. I want to be David. So who's Liz? Liz. I feel like I can be both Liz and... Right? Yeah. Can you be Liz and David? Yeah, you can. And then I can be the filler characters. You're the parents and all that shit. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's go. Are you David? Ready? Seven minutes starting now. And we're at a pub and I'm like... You know, I like hanging out with you. Life is boring and you suck. Okay, but let's go to dinner tomorrow. I'll change. Bingo. Change. I've scored a, a good on the game, <laughs> game Ed. Oh, my God. This I can change. Sucks. Um, and cut to it's the next day and we're drunk and we wake up. Hey, man, it's me, your roommate. And um, you got to tell Ed to get his shit together. I'm annoyed. Uh, oh, I mean, he's my friend. Uh, but, you know, I'll tell him. Hey, Ed, you got to be nice to our roommate. He hates you. What? <laughs> Fuck him. I'm not doing nothing for him. Well, do it for me then. Mm, no. <laughs> uh, I'm going to work. <laughs> and Wait. I go to work and uh, I ho- have a meeting there. Yeah, my pen leaks and then my stepdad comes to visit me. Hello. Don't forget your mom's birthday. Yeah. I didn't forget. I'll yeah you're a bitch um okay that's not what he says philip bye and then uh so i I leave go on the bus take the bus to a flower shop get some flowers and then i go home and on my way home i meet my old friend yvonne hello sean hey yvonne it's been a long time it's been a long time how are you yeah i'm still dating liz it's our anniversary last week last week oh very good very good yeah we're Oh, shit. And then I remember I have to fucking... And then I call, go rush back home. And then I call the fucking Italian place and they're full up. And then I call... It's a me. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Liz calls on the phone and I'm like, oh, uh, hey, Liz. Did you get the reservation? No. Uh, Do you want to go to the pub? Fuck you. Oh, no. I got... And then I go to her house. Okay. I go to her house... And, um... You're dumped. You're dumped. Okay. I, I hate you. Well, that sucks. And then I go back, and then, hey, Ed, I'm really sad because Liz dumped me. Let's go to the pub. Boy, you could have a good time without Liz. There's a whole bunch of characters in this pub. Look at look at him over there. He was a crime lord. 
<laughs> I don't think that's real. No, but you but you can hear it. He he says, "Oh look, I love crime, and <laughs> and I I live here in this pub. There's a gun on the top, and it's called a Winchester because it's the Winchester. Duh, that's and, the joke." <laughs> and then we get drunk, and then we go back home, and we're doing DJ stuff at home, and then stop that fucking racket! Oh no, what's up? I've been bit by a homeless man. I thought it was a bunch of crackheads, but okay. Well, we don't say that word. <laughs> and then it's bad. It's, yes. a, it's a bad word for addicts. Anyway, prick. You're a prick. I am. I'm going to bed. Okay. And then cut to it's the next morning and then I wake up and I'm like, I got to go to my mom's and also I have to get back with Liz. And then I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to the store. Do you want anything? No. Uh, uh, ice cream cone. Sorry. Cornetto. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I go and get it, and then I come back, and then, oh shit, there's a zombie in our backyard, and then we fight the zombie. Uh, Let me give you you these records. Uh, And then we fight the zombie, and then um, we kill him, and then we're back, and then we're like, okay, uh, here's the plan. We got to save my mom, save Liz, and then go to the Winchester, right? Uh, So let's go. (laughs) Then we go to my mom's house. And I'm the mom. Wait. And I love you, Sean, but Phil's feeling a bit under the weather. I'm Phil. Sean, I know we already arrived at this location, but can I drive? Sure. (laughs) Wonderful. For now. (laughs) And then uh, we pick up Philip and the mom, and then we go, and we're driving to Liz's house, and then I'm like, okay, I'll go get Liz. And then I go to Liz, and I'm like, we got to go to the Winchester. It's safer than here. Ugh. The Winchester? Let's just go with him. I'm Diana. It should be fine. Fine, let's go. Let's go, and then we go, and then Philip dies. <laughs> oh no! He I has a dramatic speech. Pour one out for Philip. And then we escape, and then we go to the Winchester. Take a shortcut. Well, that cross fucked. And then yeah, bunch of shit happens, but then we route our way to the Winchester, and also then we're trapped outside of the Winchester, and there's a bunch of zombies. Yeah, and I'm mad at Ed because he took a phone call, and he's been dragging me down this whole time, and then boy, I was trying to sell weed. <laughs> And then, uh, oh no, all these zombies are looking at us. We can go through, ah. we can go through the bat and then fucking the David. Boy- oh, I'm the boyfriend. <laughs> um, I crashed the window. I forgot I was the boyfriend. I crashed the window and. Oh like no, I'll distract them. And I distract all the zombies and lead them away. And then everyone else goes in. And then uh, an hour later <laughs> I come back and I'm here. Okay. I saved the day. We're back in the Winchester and we're safe for now and then uh i put the power back on and boy i didn't think you'd survive from the zombies it looked like you were a goner i'm i'm going to go play some some bingo game <laughs> ding 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 oh no stop that ed you're making loud noises oh, oh no and then the ah, fucking the all the zombies come in and then oh i realize i have to kill my mom and then bang we kill her mom and then yeah. i'm we're fighting i want to get out or something i can't remember how i end up in because you're just being an asshole the zombies rip me apart yeah and then uh Oh, sure, I got to go save you, David, David. And then oh, I get out. And then she's gone. Mm-hmm. So now it's just the three of us. And then oh, we, boy. like, escape to the cellar. And I'm and like. I got bit on the way down. Yeah. Oh, I'm not and feeling so good. We're, like, having, like, a little heart to heart. And, yeah. Should we kill it ourselves? No. Oh, no. We notice that there's a thing to the street. And here's the gun, Ed. And then we. Oh, thank you. Could you could you light the cigarette? Hell yeah, and I do it for him. 
And then we escape to the street, and then <laughs> the military shows up. Yeah. And Yvonne And is we're there. saved. And it's me, Yvonne. Come with me, Sean. I'm glad at least some of you could make it. Yes. And they're taking us somewhere safe. And cut to it's a uh, few days later, whatever. And then and we live it's in normal the, life again. And together. the zombies are part of our world now. And Ed is in the shed. Oi, gamers, rise up. Hey, don't <laughs> bite me. <laughs> the end. I like that your Ed impression was just, oi. <laughs> <laughs> he sucked on my shirt. Not Goki, the cat sucked so on my So now that shirt. it's been I 20 minutes. I don't think anyone assumed that Goki sucked on my shirt. It, they could have. There's a cat named Tommy. Now so, that we're 20 minutes in. Uh, so now that we're 20 minutes in. Goki, this was your suggestion. Why did you suggest this movie? So I... Edgar Wright's um, visual comedy makes me very happy because mm-hmm. he does things with the camera that like really accentuate, I don't know, the laughs in any movie. And it's refreshing whenever I watch them seeing like visual comedy compared to how many movies I see where it's just like bad comedy. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's mainly uh, it. Yeah. I really like uh, Simon Pegg and... I thought I thought it was a fun movie. I was between this and the Babadook, and I'm yeah. happy that we chose this because I wasn't ready to get scared tonight. Yeah, I was <laughs> about to say you pit, you went between this, which is like tangential horror, but like it's really truly like a comedy, and I mean it's a horror comedy, but and then also like one of the most frightening to me personally horror movies. So, so you had quite the spectrum there. So what's your like? Um, What's your history with this movie? Um, there's so let's see, I saw Hot Fuzz like three years ago, and I was just like shocked at how someone could film something to be so funny just right. visually, yeah, apart from dialogue. Because even like I like write some comedy, but at everything I write is really dialogue based, yeah. So like seeing things that really like fit that along with visual comedy is awesome, yeah, because it feels a lot more. I guess real when I'm watching it. Right. Yeah. It's more interesting just to watch. Yeah. It like pulls me in a lot more because if I watch like another hangover movie, I might kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's not a good thing to say. Uh, if I watch another hangover movie, I might be sad. <laughs> <laughs> Happy World Mental Health Day. It was yesterday, right? <laughs> For one day only, we were all mentally stable. That's just gone out the window. <laughs> Ran out. <laughs> Okay, so if I can be honest, the movie I really wanted to choose was Mom and Dad by Nicolas Cage, but I've never seen it. Okay, so I've seen it twice in the last (laughs) like two years, and I really couldn't do it a third time. Yeah, but I wanted to, but like it is a rough watch. Okay, um, because it's not a well-made movie, but it is perfect. Does that make sense? Oh yes, yes, like House of Wax. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I'm on board. It makes you uncomfortable with every other beat, but with the beats between those, it's awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad. Yeah, what Goki does you? write very good comedy. He's great. He's oh, a great writer. Thank you. Um, so are you. Oof, boof, boof. Um, hey, so what's your history with my the history movie? Yeah. movie? I don't know. I don't know when I saw this movie. It's just one of those ones like I kind of watched and I was like, hey, I like that shit. So um, 
But I also no, no. I saw this one first out of all like the three. Okay. It probably just came up on a list of movies you should watch, and I did. Mm-hmm. I think back in like high school or whenever. I was like, that was cool, and I watched Hot Fuzz, and I was like, that was really cool too. And then I watched World's End, and I was like, excellent. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's good. Love that. I, in eighth grade, I distinctly remember watching Hot Fuzz and loving it. And then when World's End came out, I saw it in theaters, and I was like, that was okay. But I was in the phase where, like, my film taste was probably at its worst uh, when I watched it. So I want to rewatch it because I feel like I'd appreciate it a lot more nowadays. And I'd never seen Shaun of the Dead. I don't know what happened. Just it never came across to me. Like nobody ever, I never got the opportunity. And then like literally like right when Harish and I started dating, he was like, you have to watch Shaun of the Dead. So we finally watched it and I've seen it. This is like the third time since hmm. we started dating that I watched it. But I, that was the first time I'd seen it. And I'm so sad that I went my whole life without it. Cause I, but I was always like a big hot fuzz person. So the first time I heard about this movie was in like an Apple ad. It was like an ad for like iTunes or something. And you know how they, it was just like a screenshot of an iTunes page and the movie that was on it was Shaun of the dead. And I'm like, "Hmm, what's this? And then I didn't know anything about it. And I think the first one of the trilogy um, that I watched was Hot Fuzz because my cousin had it like downloaded and she gave it to me. Um, and then I got the DVD of this when I lived in India, but the DVD that I got was like censored. Like the ending, you know, where um, David gets like torn up by the zombies. Yeah. Like yeah. it like cut from where he gets pulled back and then it cut to them falling off, like falling down. It like cut the whole. <gasps> them pulling out his entrails so like it was like weirdly censored like that but there were so many good effects that yeah i missed all of that but like i still like was obsessed with this movie like this was my favorite movie for like the longest time because it's so good um and yeah this it's still like one of my top movies i think it's a perfect movie um I forgot to mention, you can just cut in here because I mentioned it while we were watching it, but like the only thing I had seen up until the time we had saw it together was through Scream 4, which is one of my favorite films. Um, they were watching Shaun of the Dead in the movie and I had seen a clip that was like it up until like two years ago. But oh, I yeah. About it yeah. I hate to cut out from the dialogue, but I, I watched the ending of Scream 1 last night. <gasps> I came in during the last like 30 no! minutes. Because I was filming a thing about shrimp, but I came in <laughs> and it was just the last 30 minutes. And I, I just want to like reiterate how important the line of like the one person saying like, how are like, what's your motive? Oh, shit. God damn it. Oh, no. Um, I think peer pressure. I don't know. Yeah, he said peer pressure. <laughs> I don't know. He was the best. <laughs> he said like, I have we like. We have to bleep that because we can't spoil the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean. It there was. Uh, I'm so mad. That's like one of the best horror movie twists. And then what did he say that like, it was like, I have like very like low self-esteem or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, my parents are going to be so mad at me. And just the line of like I have like very low self esteem or I forget what it was exactly, but it was it was very good. Sorry. Oh my god. I fucking love that movie. We all go a little mad sometimes. Nut. <laughs> Can we just reflect on how hot everybody in that cast is? Yes. Neve Campbell, who I wanna marry. Um Um what's his name? Skeet Ulrich. Hot. Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Oh. Hot. Love of my life that one. Henry Winkler, hot. No. Hot as hell. What? Excuse me? 
You don't think Henry Winkler's hot? You don't think the Fonz is hot? He's okay. The Fonz is hey. okay? The Fonz okay. is just okay. The Fonz is just okay. Not an immediate 10. Not an immediate, I have three packs of condoms and I'm like, whatever you need, I- I'm here for. Nah. Okay. Well, I see we're on different planes. Also, the guy who plays Randy, Courtney Cox, hot. Very hot. This movie is just a veritable, like, cornucopia of attractiveness. Who's the hot um, scream with the long hair who looks like Johnny Depp? But hotter. Skeet Ulrich. It's Skeet Ulrich. Oh, okay, like, yes. holy shit, those shots were a lot. It was like, how is he so insane yet so hot right now? <laughs> He's still hot. He's in Riverdale. He's still hot. Still hot. Ooh. Too hot. Too hot. Harisha, to are you ready for us to get back on anyway, topic? I am and sorry. today's movie is Shaun of the Dead. Okay, <laughs> is it really tipsy terror if we don't like go on for five unnecessary minutes talking about who could split us in half? No. And today's movie is Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> and of Shaun of the Dead, I would say about half of them could split me in half in the sexy way, and about half could split me in half in the murdery way. Really? Yeah. Like, why not, right? That's yeah. a fair assessment. That's yeah. fine. Simon Pegg split could me peg half. me. Yeah. Oh, I'm like in love with Simon Pegg. Of course. So I think this movie is like a perfect script because. Uh, it ties into like every I, anytime I think about this, it's like I think of it as like a neatly wrapped gift <laughs> because <laughs> there's no loose ends. Like every line like has a point to it. Like it's it's very good. It's like such a perfect script. What do you Even guys? Even when think? you don't realize mm-hmm. it's doing something, it's doing. Yeah, something. everything ties together. It's exactly. Like uh, I like your analogy right. about that's great. Yeah, like there's. Present. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's like uh, so much foreshadowing. Uh, it, it, like pretty much every line in the first half of the movie is setting up something that or foreshadowing something that happens at the end. Like the whole conversation with the roommate, everything that they talk about with the roommate is like foreshadowing mm-hmm. stuff at the end. Everything that they say at the beginning when like when Sean gets dumped and then they go to the pub and uh, Ed's like, oh, here's the plan for tomorrow. He literally just lays out the plot. But it's like like we're going to get a Bloody Mary in the, in the morning where uh, they get attacked by the zombie whose they name Mary. is Mary. And then we go to the King's Head or whatever where they go to their the mom's house and have to kill Philip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we uh, go to the little princess or whatever, something like that. Yeah. And they p- have to pick up Liz and, and then we come back here, which is the Winchester, which they do. And then do some shots or something. He yeah, says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait for all this to blow over. Yeah. So it's a perfect script. <laughs> I will say like, it's not that it's like, for a movie to be good, it needs to have a script that can do that, you know? It's like a good movie doesn't have to have all these, like, Easter eggs and tie-ins. But, like, it sure is fun when they do. Oh, it's a treat. Yeah. Like, when he goes, like, they're even playing video games at the beginning. He's like, up, upper left, shoot, Top left, reload. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, re- they do that again at the bar when the, like, the zombies are coming at them. It's great. Right. It's, like, the little things that, like, don't really matter but, like, are so cool when you watch it again. And also, like, I like how you're talking about visually. Like, there's so much stuff that goes on in the background, even, like, setting up the zombie stuff mm-hmm. that you, like, 
pick up and notice it's great right this was like one of the first movies where i like actually like noticed the direction uh because it's so like unique aggressively yeah edgar wright's style is it's i mean it's not like he does like use borrow stuff from other people uh i listened to the commentary on hot fuzz and then he talked about um like all of his like montages in hot fuzz there's one where he's going to the town um and it's like a montage of like him on the train and whatever it's like um, supposed to show like how he's like going from like city to country yeah he's like so on the commentary (laughs) edgar wright was like yeah so like people watched this and they were like oh you just stole this from snatch and i'm like well uh, Guy Ritchie stole it from Martin Scorsese, and like he's he's like explaining like it's all like s- like stuff that's been th- been done before, but it's it's very it's really well done in this, mm-hmm. and um it, it was the, like the first time for me that I actually like noticed the way a movie was directed. My favorite scene in this movie is like super basic, but it's the scene where he's like flipping through the chan- like television channels. Yeah, and it outlines like that a zombie apocalypse is happening just um from the snippets of dialogue you get from each time he changes the channel and it tells like the story about how people are being eaten alive and like everybody's dead without like explicitly saying it but you just get like this like kind of collage like this Mm -hmm. audio collage of like words that like tell the story and he does it in baby driver too yeah like that um television technique that sets up stuff later but it's so neat it's like it's like the Are Smiths, there people like, yelling outside? Panic on the streets of London. Yeah. It starts with like panic on the streets of London. Yeah. And like goes all the way through like and tells the story. It's right. so so neat. I think I probably saw that on the internet and then like watched the movie and I was like, oh, dope. Okay. Like in like retrospect, like because I've I saw that like. There's so much sounds happening just it's around. It's a weekend, us. baby. It's okay. But anyway, it's so cool. Yeah, I didn't realize till this watch through how much like audio is important to Edgar Wright's like film style. Yeah, because like those like loud like s- like set slams and like cuts like really like right. Me I always of, think like, of like the draft pouring and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the and it's like distinctly loud like yeah. things like whoosh, 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 is like oh that's Edgar. <laughs> yeah, and then also we were talking about like the matching with the music and stuff like that like and the don't stop me now when they're like beating right. the guy with the poles and oh. stuff like it's the prequel to they're mickey mousing yeah that like obviously the audio cues are the last important. last episode we talked a lot about mickey mousing and this movie <gasps> it does that but it's like intentional it's different it's a because fun it's way yeah and it's like, like supposed it's to be funny putting it's th- it's the reverse mickey mouse thing because they're putting the visuals to the music yeah not rather the music than to the visual. yeah my favorite fact about like the baby driver um just like production stories is that he gave all the casts like an ipod with all the songs on it and said hey listen to this so you'll know what, like what to do when and i think that's super neat right because i love like music and film and music in film and i love when it's like carefully thought out and it like there's i don't know what it is one of our mics the cable is like broken or something and it's really annoying it's probably mine because i've just been spitting on it (laughs) it's you i didn't tell you this when you invited me but i'm a notorious spitter i just (laughs) spit on everything i'm sorry i'm so sorry i actually i never do this um were you in spit in my mouth the musical (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I was. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was so fun. Do you have a favorite scene from this movie? From this movie? Um, yeah, the movie that we're talking about. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. There's like a lot that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I th- can I pick two. Yeah, you don't have to limit yourself if um, you want to talk about every one. Is the the intro to the friend group thing just like the very start of him drinking at the pub is like such a good intro of the friend dynamics of like uh, his girlfriend has two has like a couple of friends who like judge him for everything he does, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. has the douchebag friend in the back just playing a arcade game and not caring and like it's just such a good introduction to right. like, all of the character dynamics and i love that and the way they reveal everyone like it, it's yeah. just like it's not that i don't like um david and die david and die it's not that i don't like you and then it like, like pans over to, to them, them. yeah it's good it's really well directed because you think it's just the two like having a couple's dinner and then it's like the couple in it or um in ed um and then it's like all the whole gang's all there. It's amazing. Yeah, oh, that's so good. And then my second is the scene where they find the first zombies and they pull out the box of stuff and throw it out. Yeah, them. just because yeah. that's that's a funny gag. That's like, <laughs> I like when they're picking between the records of like, oh no, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh sorry, how about this one? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so good because like also it's so arbitrary. Like if that was like a real life situation, like why would you be worried about that? But on the other hand, if someone was like, Molly, can you throw your a brief inquiry into online relationships discs at these right. zombies? I'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I'd pick something else. So, like, it is a little bit relatable yeah. to right. that, like, human need to, like, hold on to your favorite stuff. Yeah. It's so funny. It's I, it's so good. You also <laughs> said you like the part where they meet up with the other group of survivors. Oh, that's one of my favorite parts, too. And they're all passing each other. And each per So, um... The group from uh, the kind of main group, it's um, Sean, Ed, Diana, Liz, David, and Barbara, who's uh, Sean's the mom. mom. Yeah. And they meet up with this other group of survivors, Yvonne, who is um, Sean's friend and like just her ragtag team. And as they're like, the two groups like pass each other. And um, as each person passes like another person in the group, it's like someone who parallels them. Mm-hmm. So it's um, like Sean yeah. and Yvonne and um, they're like partners right and then it's like two women in like knit beanies and scarves yeah two kind of nerdy looking guys and then um like a parent the last one is the is ed (laughs) and the other dude they're both on their phone like don't even look up at each other like "Ah." Uh, they're also if they're not wearing the same shirt it's like very similar yeah yeah like it's in whenever they pass each other i was like wait a minute i know i had to think about it too so yvonne is the um other main character on spaced oh which is yeah that makes it even funnier yeah so like that's why she was basically in the movie is yeah she's the other main character from space and so that's what the reference is i also my other favorite scene from this movie is um the two scenes where he like first goes to the shop to buy the can of coke and like 
the first time you see him pass all these people and it's just like a normal day right and then the second time he does it like everyone's turned into a zombie but he doesn't notice yeah it's that is a perfect scene the one part that always sticks with me is one long take too right Mm -hmm. yeah the one part that always sticks with me is um when he like there's the first time he walks past there's this jogger that runs past him and then the second time he walks past it's the guy running away from zombies (laughs) runs past him (laughs) oh i didn't clock that yeah (laughs) it's really funny um, and, like, and i like the guy holding his hand up for money yeah and then, like it's like a zombie and he just like it's like assuming he wants money so he throws some coins yeah. at him again oh it's perfect he's like i don't have any change i'm sorry and i love that i love when movies do long takes um like going back and forth like when they're walking and you can see a lot of stuff and it's especially good in this movie because you're like seeing more or less the same stuff but like just zombified it's, a, it's awesome it's an awesome right. movie yeah oh it's so cool it's so good um i think what makes this movie really good is that it's like you know that they're actually like fans of zombie movies Mm -hmm. and so that's what like when they do jokes and references they're not just making fun of it it's like an homage to something that they actually love like you were saying night of the living dead um oh yeah he says we're coming to get you barbara on the phone we're coming to get you that's a reference to uh, that's, uh yeah. Day. And George Romero he didn't get it when he first watched it. Really? <laughs> yeah. He loves this film though. He they cameoed in one of his other movies because he loves this movie so much. And at the beginning, like during the opening uh titles, like the production cards, there's like this weird music, like it's it's like weird music. It's just it's the same music as is in the opening of i think i think it's dawn of the dead okay it's one of those one of those george romero movies they use the same music in the opening like during the titles on this and they do that in the other two as well in like hot fuzz um the opening is all like different um police sirens over the years you said that when we watched it at my house. Yeah, it's it's different police sirens, like Brit- British police sirens over the years. Um, and I don't remember. I, I haven't seen The World's End that many times just because it's like more recent. But I, I'm pretty sure they also do some sort of reference to that as well. And this movie is full of those. Like there's, there's the I'm coming to get you, Barbara. There's this. Um, I think like when he's uh, at his job um he's having the staff meeting and he's like ash is out sick <gasps> i think that's a reference oh to my God. something else would it be evil remember. dead I say that sounds like yeah evil dead. yeah yeah ash i don't is out know sick, if that's yeah. a zombie movie but whatever right yeah they they do lots of references like that <laughs> oh my god oh this movie's so good yeah i want to know how long they spent on the script hundred years do you know what i mean because like they they really like put yeah. everything together um yeah i i think this is like probably a, for me i think this is Edgar wright's best script at least um uh just because it's so like well made and i feel like that's like a common thing for a lot of like writer directors their first movie is always like the most like iconic uh, not iconic but like most well put together yeah like um with martin mcdonough in bruges is his first movie and it's the best one 
Um, and the same with this, like Shaun of the Dead is his first movie and it's the script is al- also like the best script of all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super cool. Yeah. I, I think the circular, like how everything ties back to the first like scenes is really cool um, for a couple reasons from like the audience perspective like even if you don't recognize all of them because like Mm -hmm. everything lines up but even the one that you catch is like so like fulfilling because like as you see it you're like oh my god right and it's (laughs) and it's great because like it adds to the rewatch value because like every time you rewatch it you'll catch something new that you didn't notice before hell even this one you they pointed out something and you were like oh my god i didn't notice that yeah which is super cool. And then, like, writing-wise, um, from talking about, like, how, like, everything in the first part has, like, that direction and that purpose mm-hmm. is, like, it's really it's really cool to see that even if you don't recognize the purpose. And writing-wise, it's awesome to have that inspiration to write characters because, like, even if it's not all directly connected yeah, from, like, I don't know, like, your first watch through when you're, like, oh, like, I see how this all feeds in, like... Right. You can still kind of sense on your first watch through that everything has like some meaning to the movie. Right. And even if and you don't cool. like it's still like funny. Yeah, like it's like when you see that like it's a there's a direct inspiration, like there's a direction for everything. Right. Like even if you don't see like why. Yeah. You can appreciate like oh those are really cool characters. Right. Which I love seeing that when it's like you don't even fully understand all of the characteristics of something, but it's impactful for that reason yeah it's really cool this movie's great i also um i love zombie movies i think they're um after slasher it's like my second favorite like subgenre of horror okay and um i like that it's a comedy yeah like there's a couple other like zombie based comedies a zombie if you will (laughs) all right (laughs) i don't know where i was going with this i was just stalling but zombie movies are cool. Um, I love I think zombie movies. The zombies in this um, are pretty like standard, like right. slow walking, like eat your brain zombies. I have a fun fact about that. Yes. So whenever they were like doing promotion for the movie, people kept asking like, "Why aren't they fast zombies?" Because that was kind of the trend at the time. This right. to like speed them up. And Sean, uh, Sean, I keep always call him Sean Peck. It's Simon Peck. Simon Peck was like, "Well, they're it's not like they're it's." They, uh, what did he say? They're not inter- or on energy drinks or something like that. Like, it's not, like, he was like, they're zombies. Like, they, nothing is making them move fast, you know? Right. Like, there's no reason they should be, basically. So, like, Simon Pegg himself, like, believes that zombies should be, like, slow. Like, he does not buy into the fast zombie thing because he's like, it's not an energy drink ad. At the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, is what, that they're fast yeah in the remake. dawn of the dead remake is fast i've never they're seen fast it. that's weird. Zack snyder right Zack snyder yeah. of course it is he's going on my list of men in the film industry i want to fight he's not already <laughs> been on your list because of sucker punch i forgot i haven't it's not a full list but that's my next drunk power hold on i'm gonna find the fucking quote is he the superman one he yeah. directed batman versus superman yeah okay yeah he should he should and die <laughs> guillotine guillotine now i'll recognize that i saw batman v superman in a 3d theater from the front left corner of the theater and i had bad eyesight at the time so i couldn't really <laughs> take in what was happening all the time but i still hated everything Does yeah that like even what i could see i was like this is garbage yeah <laughs> yeah <Amazing. laughs> 
April, I was upset. Also, it was too long. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep in it. I, I, did, I remember I fell asleep watching that movie in theater. Which is very fair. It's <laughs> I fall asleep during this movie. You've long movie. It? Have you ever seen uh, Sucker Punch? I have not. It's a terrible movie. Oh. I want that on the record that Sucker Punch is like my second least favorite movie. Okay. It's terrible. Bad. Yeah. yeah. That's all. So okay. we should kill Zack Snyder. Are you allowed to make death threats on your podcast? We have. You can do anything if you okay. believe. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait, I have a question. So, if you, um, who would you want to see as a zombie in this movie? Because Chris Martin is a zombie in this movie. Like, what celebrity would you like to see turn into a zombie walking down your street? One of the Spice Girls. Which one? Any of them. All of them? I would recognize any of them, so any of them. How about all of them walking in formation? That would be really fun. They don't really have a formation. That's the fun of them. I don't know. I don't... I don't... Because it can't be a celebrity that I like because I don't want them to be a zombie. Because death is not an energy drink. That's the quote. All right. Go ahead. (laughs) Thank you, Sam. I found it. Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't... uh, who would I like to see as a zombie? Just like visually. I don't know. I, I mean. <laughs> I have my pick. It's okay. Seth Rogen because I want to hear him go. <laughs> <laughs> but as a zombie. <laughs> he shambles towards me. Proven that neither of us can do a Seth Rogen yeah, impression. Yeah, you sound like, like Chuckles the Clown. You know? like. <laughs> I love protecting James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oof! And I cannot stress this enough. Boof! Who would you like to see as a zombie? Um. So my easier answer is Eric Andre, just because <laughs> you can imagine Let the physicality. Let me in. Just think of Eric Andre be it playing a zombie. That's fun. My real answer for me personally is uh, John Goodman. Because seeing him as an old zombie would make me deeply happy. Because him in any creepy role. Oh. Have you seen Cloverfield? I have. Cloverfield? And it's a good movie. Good, oh. The ending, kind of questionable. But the rest of it, pretty great. I have a question. Sorry. Do you think Mary Elizabeth Winstead is hot? Oh my god. Who is that? The woman. In Ten Cold have, Field Lane. Yeah, have you seen um Scott Pilgrim? Also, also an Edgar Wright movie. <laughs> um, I Ramona have not Flowers. seen Scott Pilgrim yet, but from oh, Ten Cold Field Lane, my answer is yes. Yeah. And still, my answer on the ending She's is uh, just average. She is not okay. So Harish and I, and I guess Goki too, all agree that she is very good looking. And Sam needs to get on She's board. She's pretty, but there's just nothing special about her. She wasn't like. B- groundbreakingly good looking. I don't like, like I wasn't like this is the prettiest I don't like defending that she's like not a good because I feel like that's a mean stance to be on but I'm like she just looks normal to me like she's like average but girl. But does she look like normal hot? You she's know? like she's normal beautiful. hot I guess. Like, I would risk it all for this woman. No. I guess that's the personal distinction. Whenever I see anyone who would like, who's like, oh, that'd be a normal person who'd be hot in a movie. I'm like, that's a hot person because they're in a movie. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> that right. seems right, yeah. I mean, everyone in a, a movie is generally hot. Yeah. like Yeah. Do we biased. both watch The Greasy Strangler? Because I'll argue that not everyone in a movie is hot. Nope. So another thing I liked about this movie... <laughs> 
is can you please cut all of the shit where we're just like talking <laughs> about his please hot? cut the greasy strangler um, that's a personal request oh what a what a nightmare <laughs> you were at was that at your house or Arby's? I've seen it at two separate parties I've been at, and I didn't like it at two separate parties <laughs> I've been at. I stayed outside, and every time I walked in, I was like, oh, this is happening? Cool, I'm going to go back outside. So Shaun of the Dead is it's really funny, but also there are very emotional moments in it. Like, there's the scene where Philip turns into a zombie, and then he, like, confesses to Sean, like, I just wanted to be, like, a role model for you. Uh, I saw you had potential, and it's really hard being, like, a replacement dad for a kid. And that's, like, a very emotional scene. And, like, even, like, uh, Sean tears up and like there's a tear he rolling like down his face cries. he cries <laughs> um and it's it's really emotional but then like it's followed up by a hilarious scene where they have to get out of the car when <laughs> bill nye turns into a zombie um and then at the end there's also uh Sorry, yeah, I already liked that post (laughs) on Twitter. Okay, I just was on Twitter and I was showing it to Goki. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt your thing. And um, at the end of this movie, literally, the main characters like consider killing themselves. And there's the scene where um, uh, there's the one line. Uh, where he says like I don't think I can I can kill my mom my flatmate and my girlfriend on the yeah, same night. Yeah, that's dark. Yeah, it's so like emotional. And then like the scene where he's saying goodbye to Ed and Ed's like, I'm sorry, Sean. And then he does like the like fart joke from the beginning. And then Sean's like, Sean's like, uh, or Sean like he starts said, laughing. He said, I'll stop doing it when you stop laughing. Yeah, he said, I'm not. Laughing. I'm not laughing. It's Crying. so emotional it's so like and that's what that's like another thing that makes this movie so great is that even as hilarious as it can be there are is still that like emotional basis to it that like keeps you attached to it Mm -hmm. you know you really sympathize with all of your characters like you want to protect all of them yeah it's really sad right and i love like just the structure of a well-written comedy where you have those like strong characters with great dynamics built that you're like oh my god i'm so sad like he has to kill his mom yeah it's so messed up but you watch it and you're like laughing yeah you're like hey that's really funny because they framed it and like it's it's in a pub that they shouldn't go to yeah (laughs) and you're like it's kind of funny but at the same time you're like i feel so bad and I, I like when the, to see that in comedy because right. the genre like has that. It gives breath. it a lot of heart too. Yeah, which is ultimately what I love, right? Like, don't you love comedies that have heart? Like, don't you love when you can laugh and you're like, I still love those three characters so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, it's an awesome dynamic, and you do feel for them. Yeah, is like what you were saying, which like I agree. And um, it does a good job setting up. And also, like, they might not be the most likable characters because, like, you do see a lot of their flaws, but they, like, also redeem themselves throughout the movie. Yeah. And it makes you... And they are really sympathetic. So, like, I'd say a lot of their parts, like, are relatable. Yeah. Or, like, you can, like, find yourself in, like, bits of yours. I don't know. This might just be me. No, keep going. But you can, like, find pieces of yourself, like, in the characters. And you're like, oh, 
Right. Because they're like written very well, but also you're like, ah, oh, maybe they're not the best person. But then in the end, it's like you do feel bad for them because of like how far they've come and because how the movie is like making you relate to them. Right. I know that's like a lot of movies do that. It's not just this movie. I mean, yeah. but a, a lot like that's what makes a lot of movies good is that you can do that. You know, like if you can't do that, then a lot of people don't. If you're if you're watching a movie and you can't find that thing, then usually you're not going to really particularly like the movie. So it's a positive to mention about this because part of what makes it so good you know, yeah. i think i said um no go ahead no, um i was like wow he's like not i forget what i said i said something about him being like not a go- said, i said not he's like yeah. not a good boyfriend who has a better relationship him and liz or um danny and christian from midsummer i can't him and liz. Him and liz. yeah but like yeah, i mean yeah he's not a bad boyfriend he's just like he's a kind of a lazy person yeah I know he's not purposefully mean. Yeah. He's yeah. just not considerate. Right. Right. But then it's like, it wasn't that. Like, he isn't a great boyfriend in the beginning of the movie. Oh, no. He would drive me insane. Like, just because this stuff, he's, he's just, just he's not really a, selfish and, like, not he's considerate. A, he's right. just stuck in, like, a, a he's, loop. He's just immature and, like, irresponsible. Right. He's not, like, intentionally bad. He's not right. a bad guy. Exactly. He's just, like, immature. So it was something I was like, oh, he's not great. But at the end, of the end it's like, he, he is, you know, yeah. he like really kind of came around. So right. <laughs> Which I love. And, and the, the relatable concept, like, haven't we all felt just, um, you know, like we're disappointing our romantic partners before? Is <laughs> 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 a call for help cookie? <laughs> no, but like, no, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Wise, haven't we all been there where you're like, man, I don't know if I'm just doing step this up a little right. More. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is just a very relatable theme that they like touched on. Right. Yeah. Very accurately, which I loved. Um, uh, shit. I had like a whole point on that and I fucking forgot it. God damn it. Hey, wh- how do you, how do we, how can we influence you back to that point? You won't just keep going. What if I scream? Don't scream. Like really loud. I would say that's a no. It's a no for me, dog. And that was a scream. Did that help? He screamed really loud, but it was off mic, so that's why you couldn't hear (laughs) it. (laughs) I respect the other. No, I don't remember. It's fine. Let's just move on. I like how they all say Sean. Sean! In this movie, Sean! I I think the most irritating thing is that his name is Sean. (laughs) Why? I hate that name. It's Um, just... It rhymes with Don. I know that's why they did it. But um, fun fact, the remake of Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder remake, uh, delayed this movie's release by two weeks in the UK because um, the companies were like, Dawn of the Dead's coming out. We have to let that go first. We can't let you guys compete with each other because the names were too similar. Mm -hmm. So like this movie had to get delayed because of a Dawn of the Dead remake. Good. Yeah. Good. Also good. um, Yeah. I hate the name Sean. (laughs) I don't. I like the name Sean. I had a really good friend named Sean. It's it's fine if you name Sean. It's not. I, ho- I don't hold it against you. I just stop naming your kids Sean. I had a don't. great friend of a friend named Sean, but he turned out to be not that cool. So now, now I'm, I'm ambivalent towards Sean's. They can all die or perish. I don't really. I guess Sean Bean helps the case. Oh. Well, except for that time where he abused Madonna. But other than that, that's Sean, Sean Penn. That's Sean Penn. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sean Bean's good. Sean Penn can die, and I would stay on Spoiler. record saying that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I assumed you were talking about Sean Penn. I no. thought it. Oh, wait. Sean, Sean Bean is the guy who died in Game of Thrones. Never yeah. mind. He's yeah. cool. And died in Lord of the Rings. He's cool. And died in, in everything. <laughs> <laughs> and died in. 
he's you know like he's very famous he's very for like cool. dying in all of he's very sworn cool. off dying in movies that's like an official Bullshit. thing he probably hurt his like opportunities yeah he's just recent. tired of being compared to that sorry <laughs> we're off topic but scene bean um mr bean who i found out on a ride to my house, um, this woman was married to this attractive man, like this comedian, right? Like your favorite comedian. You show, you, you told me the story. You'd say it again. What the, okay, <laughs> y'all know James Acaster? No. no. Okay, so James Acaster is a British uh, stand-up comedian, and he's very talented. He has a four-part special on Netflix, and it's incredibly good. He's like a great storyteller. Okay. And he's so funny, and he punches up in such creative and awesome ways and i i oh i've seen this guy love his comedy um he has like a big part of that four-part special not to spoil it is about like the divorce with his wife okay and he talks about it in like very well designed and hilarious jokes but none of them mention very specific things to his actual life but um after that special was released because he him and his ex had like more i don't know talks he had more freedom to speak directly and he revealed that he made it very funny that his wife had like had a relationship while they were married. Yeah. But what had actually happened was that she cheated on him with Rowan Atkinson. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who is Mr. Mr. Bean. <laughs> and he did four stand up specials where he didn't talk about Mr. Bean. That's hilarious. <laughs> Which is incredible. <laughs> Can you imagine That's making like sheer talent to be able to do the whole thing funny without bringing up Mr. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Four yeah. hours of stand up without mentioning that Mr. Bean fucked your wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my God. God. Even Legend. like five minutes for me is really hard to not just be like <laughs> boundaryless. <laughs> yeah. In fact, they could do four full hours and be like, I'm not going to talk about Mr. Bean. That's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. Anyway, listen to James Acaster is my main pitch. If that's anywhere included, that everyone should listen to him. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Um, do you think um do you think main characters in comedy have to have that redeemable quality where in their conflicts you can think about like how you connect to them? It was a question I meant to ask earlier. I feel like I know an example where it doesn't and I can't think of it. I, I mean, think for the most part, yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean in general in in like fiction, your main character has to have something that like I don't I don't think they need to be redeemable. They need something that you can connect with to keep you interested. Okay. In the thing. I guess like if you're rooting for them, they have to be redeemable. If the movie wants you to root for the main character, then they have to have some sort of redeemable quality. But if 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 they're like an anti-hero, then they don't need that. I'll say, like, the long con answer for that is, like, Jeff Winger in Community. Yeah. Because when it starts out, he's kind of, like, a dick. Mm-hmm. But then, like, he starts to get, like, a little bit more. Right. Like, there's a little bit more to him. And yeah. then you, like, get into all that. And then by the end, you're like, wow. Amazing. Right. right. And what a, but what even, a guy. Even in, like, even from the start, like, he is, like, he's he's kind of like an asshole with a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he, he like, he... Uh, well, on the group, he what? Nothing. Go ahead. He well, yeah. He he like 
did like create a study group to try to get with a girl. No, no, no. I meant like that's then, his like role in the group is to be the asshole with the heart of gold. Yeah, but like he he like still like even when like other people need him to like help them out, he does. I mean, that's the whole like Dan Harmon created that because he went to a community college where he had friends where they like made him care about them. And so like Jeff Winger is like a guy who like is a shitty person, but like hit the, the other characters like made him care about them. And so like he, he is like reliable for his friends. And so like there is, yeah, if, if you're, if you're rooting for the character, then it does need some sort of thing that you can relate to. What about the always sunny cast? Oh, that's the antithesis (laughs) to that. You hope they get worse. And I need you to watch this week's episode because um, Dennis, in this week's episode, I like lost my shit. Okay. Dennis is the most terrifying person on television. <laughs> if um, you met somebody like him in real life, I, it's bad. I would be so scared for my life. But yeah, I would say, I would argue like the Always Sunny cast stands against that. There's, but that's the show's there, whole bit. There are certain parts where you like sympathize with some of the characters in like one specific episode or every now and then, but mm-hmm. like overall, they all suck yeah. real hard. But mm-hmm. bad things continually happen to them. Yeah. But because so, they're like, bad people. It's fine. Like yeah. if if they were good people and bad things happened to them, that's Jessica Jones. And that is you're Jessica like, Jones and you're, you're like depressed. very sad for the whole time you're watching it. Oh. So you know, I'm yeah. always interested to ask these questions because comedic theory wise, this is apparently the second city bit is that all your characters should be unlike unlikable. Really? Yeah. So if you watch the early seasons of The Office, that's when Steve Carell was like oh, fresh out of Second City. And I he cannot is stand the, the first season. Worst from that first season throughout. I cannot. And stand same with it. Always Sunny. Like all those characters reaffirm that that like right. for a comedy, all your characters have to be terrible pieces of shit. But like that also. Also, I guess, like, in Parks and Rec, the first season's also pretty shitty. Yeah, that, like, it, and it's interesting that, like, that kind of feeds into a lot of seasons where, like, sitcoms start off harsher, and then the second season they, like, run with the character dynamics. But I wonder if that means, if they're changing the characters, if that means that overall people don't love that. Yeah. You think about The Good Place, where, like, the show's whole appeal is that, like, it's people who aren't the best people. Yeah. And then they have to like sort themselves out and, and then they grow. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's neat. Which I think also the good place shows like the um, importance of different dynamics because it's not just like, like there's one shitty character like, yeah, that's it for the first season for a lot of it. But like mm-hmm. as it goes on, not to spoil anything, but there's yeah. like multiple characters who appear who appear to be great, good are not great. Yeah. And right. I love that that like these are all theories so like nothing really as far as the what you need to do for characters really matters so then applying that to this movie is like how at the beginning molly was like oh sean's a bad boyfriend but then you're like oh wait by the end of it molly was like sean's not a bad boyfriend yeah no Like, he cares about her, and when he talks with Ed, like, he really loves her, and he wants to get her back. And I guess at the beginning, you can see his stress, like, trying to, like, when he fucks up the dinner reservation, obviously it means something to him when he realizes that he fucks it up, you know? He's yeah. not, like, chill about it. He's a good guy. Yeah. 
this mo- this pod this uh the blah, 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 blah. this episode has been very not it's like we're talking about a ho- horror thing but it's like we haven't really been horror we've been um, talking about analyzing comedy literally this the first episode of this podcast the Coraline episode don't listen to it it's a boring episode um but I literally say one of my favorite movies is Shaun of the Dead, and I don't consider it a horror movie at all, even though it's tangentially connected to horror. Yeah. I don't know. The effects when David gets his intestines That's ripped out. Cool. Yeah, awesome. those are good. Oh, love that shit. I'm a firm believer that even if it's, if it has an aspect of like some kind of monster in it, that it can still qualify as like some sort of tangential horror which is why like what we do in the shadows we we did it because like that is not a horror movie in any way but it is got vampires in it so have you seen that no work Go of key. art uh you yeah. are gonna love that movie. work of art it's amazing oh. you should watch it it yeah. is what a we, perfect movie what we do in the shadows yes when was it made 2014 yeah Ooh, and there's a tv cool. series based on it now Ooh. the series is cool the movie is perfect. Watch the movie first if you can. Perfect. Okay. I love. It. Thank you for right. the wreck. It's, it's Halloween season. I'm looking for more horrors. We kind of brought this up on that episode that we did. That what we do in the shadows is kind of the opposite of this, where it's like this is like very structured, like it's very like script heavy. Whereas what we do in the shadows is a lot very improv heavy. It is like entirely improv, and it's yeah, it's really funny. And so it's like the other side of the coin. Yeah, of you can make a really funny, really well made movie, but like that's hilarious without having like a really tight script with just loose beats that you improv if I you're like good actors that's because like funny. what we do in the shadows is funny because of i mean the dialogue in this movie is funny but what we do in the shadows is mostly funny because of the things being said like technically it's not there's nothing technical of hu- technically humorous about it meaning um like filmmaking wise sure there's not a t- like there are some beats in it but it's kind of like in this one, like a lot of the humor comes from the way it's actually made. Like yeah. it was planned out. So like, um, like, I guess it just depends on how you start. You're like, you know, like from the beginning, you need to know where you're going. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like this, if they improv this, oh. it, it wouldn't hit this. Like they couldn't create the opportunity to make the beats the same. You know what I mean? Bring yeah. the beat in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. You know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah. they could have, but, like, they need to know, like, you need to say this at this moment so that I can edit this and this thing. So it mm-hmm. needs to be, like, perfectly written. Yeah. The way it's directed is definitely very calculated. I want to know how much improv they actually do. I don't think they I do a lot. Not. There's there's no way. Because the script is so, like, tightly written. There's no way that they can improvise. Do you think Edgar Wright is capable of directing an improv film? No. No, because he, he, like, that's one of the reasons I like him so much is because, like, his stuff is very, very calculated. Yeah. Like, my favorite movies are movies where I can tell that a lot of effort went into them. Like, Fight Club, this movie, um, In Bruges, Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, all those movies, like, there's a lot of, like, thought that went into, like, the production of it. Like, they did a lot of work you know and i think edgar wright is that kind of director where he's like more of a planner he like plans everything out and that's why i like him so much you know what's funny is that i was gonna say well then like why do you like uh what we do in the shadows but 
a lot of thought and work went into that too right. because they had a 300 page they script character and a hundred and like 30 some odd hours of footage that they cut down so like even though it's like very deeply it was deeply planned without actually being planned so like even that right. was like a lot of thought went into that yeah i i like what That's we do in the insane. shadows i wouldn't say it's like one of my favorite movies you know but i think it's it's a great movie and i think it's hilarious but you know but you're more into the i'm you like technical shit kind of sometimes i agree with you like when you can tell that a script is written in a way that like everything like fits perfect it's like this movie to do my own analogy it's like a puzzle yeah. And every piece fits in perfectly right and like with like the direction and the writing and like the acting and like just the entire production it's like perfectly done and you can right. tell that it was very like planned yeah it's amazing i love i fucking love that shit yeah it's that good good <laughs> yeah and as the broy guest i will say that you said fight club yeah so I got to say, oh, what a great movie. Only, <laughs> really the only important movie ever made. <laughs> uh, it's funny when Harish like, listed Fight Club as like one of his top ones, I was like, I wonder if Goki agrees with that. Because <laughs> it's always like you never know how somebody feels. Fight Club is like Fight Club's a, a good, good movie. It's a good movie. It's, but unfor- it's got an unfortunate cult following, but like yeah. it's a good ass movie. I haven't seen it since like seventh grade, but I know the really terrible good. connotation that fandom of it has. Yeah. So I wholeheartedly ascribe to that because mm-hmm. it's funny to me. <laughs> it's one of those if like one of my friends or like a woman likes that movie, I'm like, yeah. But <laughs> if I hear like a man I don't know run say yeah, oh red flag. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm, don't like that. Nuh uh. Chuck Polinick is a good writer. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking, he's like my he's favorite author. Writer. We have to cut that. But he's Why? my because I'm embarrassed by it. I don't like talking about my interests. Um, should oh. we get into our... Wait, do you have something to say? Oh, I should have a quick... Just related to the Edgar Wright, like, um, the continuity questions that we... Con- or con- conversations that we had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think a writer or a director could really have that type of, like, circular feeling to their scripts if it was improv-based? I don't think so. Well, actually, maybe you could because, like, I've seen long-form improv where... You know, you're able to remember, but if yeah. it's over like a lot of days of shooting, you'd kind of need to write something down to remember. And it. like, I does the inclusion of camera tricks affect that? Like for like this movie, when they have like a certain shot is like mirrored yeah, at have, different points, like know. you kind of have to have that like connect. But I'm sorry, I cut you off, Molly. Mm-mm, that's fine. I think that's neat. Um, I was just gonna say I saw Improvised Shakespeare when I went to Chicago, and that's one of the ones. Um, it's one of the most like fulfilling and circular right connecting improv pieces i've ever seen it was amazing like i've never seen anything like that in my life and then like they made everything just connect at the end i was like what how the fuck did like they do that it was so like amazing to watch that i've seen i've also seen like really good improv can have that connection but um i don't know how visually it would work i don't yeah i don't know if it will work like in a movie I mean, we said Edgar Wright could not direct an improv movie. Like, it, it uh, just yeah. can't happen. Right. If if you're if you have to like plan out shots and stuff, like for an improv scene, like on stage, 
Like it's literally just people talking to each other. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like they can anything that they the world that they build is whatever they want to build. Um and so like you can tie stuff in and like call back stuff as you're like going through the scene that if if you're like a really good improv improviser um but like with a movie like if you shoot a scene um and then two four days later a week later you're shooting a scene from earlier like there's a lot of like planning that has to go into a movie so i don't know if it can can be as well planned if you're just improvising the whole thing or like heavily improvising it and Mm -hmm. i could see people like arguing for like Oh, well, the editing could fix that, but it's, like... His editing style is so unique. That, and then also, like, you still need to shoot the right shots to get the editing correct, you know what I mean? So, oh, like, yeah. a lot of the stuff in Edgar Wright's films are, like... Uh, like, we mentioned sound and stuff like that. Like, a lot of the funny cues come from, like, sound and, like, sh- transitions that are, like, you had to shoot that transition. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, if you improv it how the fuck you can plan that and like get the right shot for it. Yeah. So I guess there's like neither one of these things are bad, but they almost can't coexist. Yeah. Um, we talked about this, um, on the episode we did on the movie kill list where, uh, on kill list, they did a lot of improvising to build their characters. Um, so like, I think like, uh, for actors, like, if they improv in character that can help them learn more about their, the character that they're doing that can help them act better. Um, so in in terms of just acting that improv could be very useful, but in terms of like overall script, I think you'd need like some sort of plan or at least like beats that you want to hit to make it work really well. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. I just, um, thank you for addressing it. I think yeah. a drama movie that kind of does have that like tightness in the script. I talk about it every fucking week. Midsummer. Okay. Um, it starts. The opening of that movie is like this painting. Um, that like basically outlines everything that's gonna happen in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's super cool to like go back and there's all these like hidden like layers to it. Right. So it is super. Like how that shot I showed you of like when they're walking and she's like May Queen and you see her sister yeah. like in the trees. Right. And I know um, with the drama, it's a little easier. I was just saying like I love um, like I've been doing a lot of reading about like Midsummer, how everything connects back. Okay. To the original like, you know, like how it opens, right? Like with that one like painting. Yeah. yeah. And it shows like all the rituals and eventually what will happen. Right. There's like other stuff like when um they're in the apartment behind Pele there's like this plant that hangs over his head like a crown okay and just like visual stuff like that like and all throughout the movie I think it's really neat yeah. I don't know where I was going with this but I think Midsummer is a good drama example where it's really tight and a lot of things connect back to other stuff okay that's my point I think that makes yeah it's a good tie-in I also just like can't go a week without talking about Midsummer, so mm-hmm. I just like had to throw it in there all right, so segments. So, um, what's our first one? Let's do um, acting award. Sure. Acting award. Yeah, yeah. We have a list. Don't so we? I don't. Not anymore. Well, so this is obviously a phenomenal film. So it's a the Jared Padalecki Jared Padalecki acting award for excellence in acting. 
which we will award to one of the actors of this movie for their excellent performance. The other award, which this one doesn't get because it's a good movie, not a bad movie, is the Jensen Ackles Award for trying your best in a shitty movie. Aww. I don't <laughs> based directly off Supernatural and the work that they've done since. Yes. Well, it's based on My Bloody Valentine remake. Yeah. Which is a terrible Which, by movie. the way, we did a Jared Padalecki, which the Jared Padalecki, oh, I guess House of Wax, because I was thinking of Friday 13th, which is a shit movie. Oof. Um, oof, oof. Anyways, in this movie, who do we want to nominate? Because, like, all of them are so good. Yeah, everyone's good. I think I want to nominate Nick Frost. He plays that fucking asshole so well. Yeah. Not asshole, just jackass. Yeah. I want to nominate those stepdad. Ah, Bill Knight. Bill Knight. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna nominate Bill Knight. You know he plays uh um uh the octopus guy from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Davy Jones. Wait, what? He's yeah, that's him. Oh, then that's definitely my <laughs> vote. That's my nomination and my vote. Uh, He's in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, oh my okay. god, he's so in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I gotta say, underrated movie based on the fact that most deaf has like a leading role in it. And it's really? Hitchhiker's good. Guide? Not a leading role, it's a supporting role, but it's a great supporting role. And like underrated and how right. great of a, like if, as far as rapper acting roles go, that's yeah top three. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Like it's so good. I haven't seen Hitchhiker's Guide since I was like. 12. Oh, I've just never seen And it. I you watched it on a plane. You so. don't even realize that Most Def is an actor unless you realize, like, holy shit, that's well, Most Def. Oh, I know Most Def is an actor because he's in season six of Dexter. Dexter. <laughs> yeah. Or season yeah. five. Wait, what's One he, of, who's he in Dexter? He's like the preacher guy who used to be a criminal. And yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's Most Def. So are we giving it, who are we giving this a Jensen, award to? A, a Jared Padalecki award, acting award for excellence in acting. Two. Shit. I want to vote Simon Pegg just because he's like the heart of this movie. I know. It feels like yeah. it should. Can, that, can we do I two? Mean, one for Simon Pegg and one for Nick Frost? And one for your guy? I honestly no, would I, change. I'm willing to change my vote for Simon Pegg. Okay. I just I'll feel like. I'll change too. Like Simon Pegg really does carry this movie's emotional yeah. development. He's great in it. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Harish, did you have. Not really. You? I think they're all great. It's hard. Like, everyone is good. Yeah. There's no one who's like better than everyone else. They're all like perfect. Yeah. I would say for my like oh, um, I I only voted the stepdad because he has the stepdad had such a small role but such a big emotional impact on me. Yeah. Um, which to me was like trying to set the ratio, but the ratio is un- meaningless because Simon Pegg really does like act out every beat that is needed for his character transition. Yeah. Which is, is there like even a scene that he's not in? Uh, well, there's the part where I guess he the apartment goes where they're to deciding. distract all the zombies oh, yeah. and then the other ga- uh, everyone else. So is like I do love that. Just gave him the runaround. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave him the slip. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah, I'm Simon fine. Pegg. I'm fine with Simon Pegg getting Simon it. Pegg. Okay, Simon, Simon Pegg. Pegg gets this week's Jensen Jared Padalecki. Fuck, I keep doing it. Jared Padalecki Acting Award for Excellence in Acting. All right. So we also are we doing villain ranking? Well, we do. What would you do? <gasps> right. That's oh. my favorite. So one. who do you relate to the most in this? Wait, this segment's called What Would You Do If It Were You in This Movie <laughs> at That's, Night? Yeah. And so. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got that. Um, this segment is um, who, which character do you relate to the most? It, like that's in the movie, and also like if you, as yourself, were put in this situation, like what would you do and would you survive? Um, Ed, hundred um, <laughs> percent. Big Ed energy. Yeah. That like in real life, I'm just like chilling. Right. And then like in the context of this movie, that I'm just like pushing off the leadership responsibilities onto my friend and then just kind of playing arcade games and drinking whiskey so i'm gonna say that's up yeah i think diana because i'm a failed actress but also um i have a lot of feelings and uh, i love that scene where she's like getting everyone to like be a zombie yeah so like i feel like i could contribute a little bit you know right but i also like am not the most involved Right. That makes sense. I hate to say it, but I'm David. I said it earlier. <laughs> I um, am a bit of a control freak and would be pissed off if somebody else was getting all the attention in the leadership role. And then also, he's a pacifist who doesn't drive a car. <laughs> or so he, he, doesn't, he won't shoot a gun and he doesn't drive a car. And I was like, yep, that's me. So I actually heard this on a different podcast. Um, uh it's called like what are you doing movie they don't do it anymore but it's basically they did a they do commentaries on movies and they did a commentary of this and they pointed out that david is actually right at every point in this movie oh i'm him in this situation yeah like why are we doing this he's a hundred percent right he's just such a dick that you don't want to listen to him yeah so because it's right, like why are they going to the bar right there's no reason for them to go to the bar they definitely do need to shoot the mom uh all of that he's he's like you don't need a car in london you don't yeah <laughs> but he's such a dick about like that kind of stuff is like come on man you don't need to say that <laughs> so like he's such a dick about it but he is actually like a like he, he's right at every point in the movie just like every time david does something in the movie i'm like god damn it i would totally be that person <laughs> yeah yeah so I, mine's david uh i guess i'd be sean because i i have both sides of um the where i'm like like the slacker kind of dude but also can be responsible if i have to be but also i'm also like the slacker you know so I do relate to Sean. We make up almost a whole team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. I want to change my answer to the first like lieutenant under um, Simon Pegg's like uh, supermarket no. leadership. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. That's the fucker from the ritual. No. This one. That's not. I know he plays really? a small part. That's not true. He plays a small part in this movie, and I am almost positive no. that that is him. No, it's not. I am. Can you look it up? I will look I, it up. No, there's no in way. In a second, but I'm almost positive it's him. I uh, promise you that's that not. What's that guy's name? It's him. It's that's no, it's not. Just because that's the funniest character. No, it's he great. Just checking his phone, and then he puts it down, and he goes, "Go on, mate." <laughs> oh my god. I love that energy. I don't have it. So like you yeah. want it, you strive for it. Exactly. I do not embody that, but I want it. Right. You know, <laughs> just being like that big of an asshole. That I don't know. That that looks cool. Yeah. So this doesn't have to be based on the character that you just selected. It's but just you, if you as were in it, are would thrust into this situation. Yeah. Would you survive? 
I'm gonna say yes because I cannot die physically. That's a trait <laughs> that I've established for myself you know what? over That's a long period you. of time. <laughs> wow. Um, I've never died. Twenty-one, twenty-one and a half years. I've gone Im- immortal, and That's I have amazing. no reason to believe why that's gonna end. <laughs> so yeah. I really wow. think that I live no matter what happens in this movie. It's really good positive energy. <laughs> I love that vibe. Um, twenty-one and a half years immortal. That's amazing. <laughs> so instead of saying years old, just yeah. start saying immortal. <laughs> I'm immortal. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Do you think you'd survive, Molly? No. <laughs> you kidding me? Oh, actually, no. I've actually have given this a lot of thought. Um, I have a plan, as everyone should. That's the real lesson for this movie. Have a fucking zombie apocalypse plan and stick to it, and don't make. You know what? I think I could, but I wouldn't want to. Cause like you just said my answer. Like that's not a world I want. I don't want to live in like the zombie world, but I also don't want to live in the post zombie world. You know, <laughs> that's just not my vibe. My answer is I think I could definitely survive at least for like quite a while, but I've I've recently given it a lot, especially because we watched 28 Days Later like earlier this year. And after watching that movie, I thought about it and I was like, I don't want to be alive during that. Like I would just almost be like, yeah, fucking kill me. But if it was like this specific movie universe, like it'd be fine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the 28 Days Later universe. No, no, fuck no. But I, I would I would probably last until I'm just like, oh, I'm so sick of this shit. You know, Cillian Murphy hangs dong in that movie. Yeah, he does. Um, I don't know. I Normally in a zombie movie, I'd say no. Anyways, continue. Normally in a zombie movie, I'd say no. But this one, probably just because of the tone, it just yeah, feels just like feel it would can. be easier to survive. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially because, like, these are the people who, like, should not yeah they like don't really fight that hard they're you know they're just like doing whatever can they can try and they manage to survive so i like get saved at the end yeah yeah so i i feel like in this specific movie i could survive not in a zombie movie in general i agree with that statement yeah um so next we do villain ranking are we doing a villain zombies? for this? Zombies? I get. I mean, you could do zombies, but it just doesn't feel right for this. Like, just... There's... I mean... That's well, who's the, the worst zombie to kill for you in this movie? That's <laughs> I think a we good should, one. We should, we should frame it, you know? That's smart. You're any of the main characters that you identify with. My who's mom! Like really the worst? I yeah. couldn't kill my mom. It would suck to kill my mom. My mom. I love um, my mom. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Cut that joke. Um, I can start. Mine is as Simon Pegg because we all identify with the main character. You know how we have that group narcissism. Can I get a fist bump? Um, <laughs> mine is <laughs> the stepdad is really hard because it's just the reveal of the, like the personal dynamic and explaining right. like, how much like I meant to him. Yeah. And having to kill him like. 10 seconds after you can't that. kill He's someone after they've made like a dramatic oh. speech like that <laughs> it's like finally making peace with your ex for them to like for you to just be like well i have to kill them now right like, that's hard <laughs> we know no one wants that yeah i don't know i really love my mom i saw her like five hours ago so i couldn't do that right. she's great she's a great lady support so wait are we defining 
who the villain is? No, I no, don't know what we're, we're just, doing. No it was just a question from oh, okay. Goki. Who would be the hardest to kill, like, of the people that they have to kill? In this who movie? is your worst villain, like, personally? that Like, that's the hardest murder for you to commit. I don't know. The hardest would either be Harisha or Emily for me. Yeah, your sister. I'm not quite sure which one would be harder. It's quite a tough decision. Make a decision. <laughs> I genuinely, like, you'd have to literally give me, like... I have to, like, you'd have to put me in a situation where I have to kill one of them, and I'd probably kill myself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I genuinely don't know. So, do we want to put this on our villain ranking or not? I'm going to say no. Okay. I can't. So, like zombies in general. Yeah. What do you want to rate this out of? Oh. Cricket, Cricket bats. bats. Oh! oh wow. <laughs> Winchesters? No. Ice cream cones? No, they're called... Cornettos. Cornettos Should we do Cornettos? Sure. There's like no other horror movie where that's going to come up. No, there's yeah. absolutely not. I so I be. doubt a cricket bat's going to show up. 10 out of 10. Cornettos. Already I explained why it's a perfect movie. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I give it 10 Cornettos. It's amazing. Yeah, 10 out of 10. It's <laughs> It just slaps. <laughs> 9.5 Cornettos. Wow. Goki, <laughs> shit. If a movie gets a perfect score, it goes on our top shelf movies. We can't. Can you explain why? No. Yeah. Well, wait. I didn't we know there was. Pers- a we can't persuade no. him. No. No, I'm sorry. No. He said 9.5. Nine Speak oh, your I- truth. Okay. <laughs> so to clarify, I have no real ranking system because I've never. This is the yeah, first time I've ever me, ranked me a movie. Me too. <laughs> I just have a affinity to not rank them as 10 out of 10. Okay. I know that's like a thing that you only do like once or twice. Okay. Um, and it's a comedy, and and I feel like it's a bad genre that I like. <laughs> so I'm gonna say ten out of ten, Corna. <laughs> yes, it's a, this movie goes on the top shelf movie list. Thank you, Goki. Um, sorry, that was me completely bullying you into that answer. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't feel bullied. I feel <laughs> accepted. Okay, well Yay, that's another that's way good. of just. Oh, I, I feel like I have manipulated you and manipulated the results in my favor because I like when movies go on the top shelf. And that's really just friendship at the end of the day. <laughs> Harish, what do you what is your ranking? I already ten said ten. ten out of ten. Yes. <sighs> um This is a really fucking awesome movie. So uh what are your so recommendations oh, based well. on if you like this movie? Start what would I, you recommend? I've been waiting till like last lately and I keep fucking not having any that people haven't already said so i want to do too yeah go first um well uh what we do in the shadows obviously because we did a lot of comparison it's another horror comedy where it's like not really any horror but it's about a type of horror thing um and it's like also a perfect movie um and then zombie land yes which is another zombie comedy i would think that i think that one actually has more horror elements in it than Shaun really? of the Dead does. I think there's more like jump scary type stuff in it. I don't think it's in any way scary, but I think like it might get you a couple more times. But that those are my only two. Oh, and then well, I feel like everyone's gonna do it, but Hot Fuzz and The World's End. Yes. Yeah. Do you do you guys have any recommendations? I was just gonna say Hot Fuzz and The World's End. I guess. <laughs> Um, other horror comedies. I mean, Evil Dead Two is pretty good. <laughs> it's not really a horror comedy. It's just like oh, a it's fun totally a horror movie. comedy. <laughs> I mean, um, 
it's like a horror that like knows it's like weird right. and shitty. Yeah. Love that. Um sorry, I have a few. Um there was this movie that we saw at Gateway called The Return of the Living Dead. Oh, where all yes. Of these, like punks go to a graveyard yeah. and then it's like oh, zombies. And it's like campy and weird and right. fun. I Return love Return of the Living Dead is amazing. I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> that's that's such a good recommendation. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the show I Zombie I really like. It's like a kind of a fun twist on like stere- like zombie stereotypes. It like right. really flips the script on zombies and shit. It's a really good show. Um, the Love of My Life is in it. I'm not gonna tell you who. I'm gonna let you figure who out who that is on your own. Um, Baby Driver, just because that's an Edgar Wright movie. I really like. Except. I don't like to recommend that movie because it has Kevin Spacey in it and he's the fucking worst. But um almost every other part of that movie is perfect. That's like if you can get past uh, like I don't even want to say if you can get past that cuz like I Her- can't watch it again and enjoy it. Harish and I have talked about this and it's um it's hard to fault a movie when the actor is shitty but when the director is, you know what I mean? Like yeah, so I some have- the person who controlled the movie if they're really shitty then it's like faulted but the actor it's just like there's just somebody who got cast that they didn't know about there's a quote from george clooney where i think someone asked him like do you prefer directing or acting and he's like i prefer directing because i'd rather be the painter than the paint and so like anytime i think about a movie um in terms of this kind of discussion like if it's the director that's problematic i have a harder time watching it than if it's just an actor because like an actor is just the paint Whereas the director, it's their vision. And I don't want to watch the vision of someone who sucks, you know, but like if you can't watch it, they're like, that's also very fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A personal thing I have with the Kevin Spacey thing is that Kevin Spacey plays a great villain. Yeah. And that makes a much weirder dynamic being it is aware of who right. it is. is right. Like, if you rewatch right. House of Cards, it's like, holy shit. Like, I he have, like, is that character. I have, like, refused yeah. to go back to House of Cards since because I'm like, I don't know if it I, like, want to see it in that. hard because he is just, like, a political, like, he just has power and right. no morals. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that's just Kevin Spacey, I guess, mm-hmm. now, especially after the that twitter video where he oh did it god where he just like was in himself. character and it oh was like, my oh. god <laughs> let me be frank no one wanted that no one wanted it anyway Yikes. my two recommendations uh <laughs> outside of hot fuzz and the other edgar wright movie are uh nicholas cage's mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> which everyone should watch for horror comedy because it's paced so weirdly and it'll <laughs> pull you on in a great way and then another one which is a weird pull called Jerusalem, like Jerusalem, but with a Z, and that's a bad movie, uh, <laughs> which is shot like halfway through Google Glass of one of the characters because it was like released during that time where Google Glass was big. Oh my god! And, <laughs> Forgot um, about that. Wow. And like, it has a couple of scenes that are just really funny that I remember from freshman year, but I I watched it inebriated, so I'm sorry if that's a bad time, but I recommend it. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Well, I mean, you're drunk now. So. Tipsy Dare. <laughs> Great movie. Oscar winning. Shadow Oscar winning. <laughs> Shadow Oscars. It did actually take home the um, 2008 Shadow Oscar for most likely to be a movie you vaguely remember watching while drunk. Yeah. I feel like every movie we talk about <laughs> takes home the 2008 specifically Shadow Oscars. <laughs> Is it really? That's just like <laughs> the only year in? the Shadow Oscars happened. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Shadow Oscars were a one-year event. Arish, come on. <laughs> And do I say 2008 really every I time? I don't know. 
I would love to go back and find that. Oh, fuck. You you know, you're probably right. And it's just like my subconscious. If Harish has time, he's going to figure it out. I'm not going to do that. Please don't. (laughs) Okay. So, um, do you have anything you want to plug, Koki? Yeah. Like social media projects, shows. Um. Let's say the first one is check out Backburner Sketch Comedy Show on October 26th. <laughs> it's the Hotel Burnifornia. <laughs> Hotel California uh, parody uh, horror watch. comedy show. Yeah. Uh, it's on the same day as the Wisconsin OSU game. Uh, but come check us out instead because we got Wasp Factory plan And it's going to be really cool to have a punk band. Um, personally... If you look on Twitter at FreedomWright18 is the <laughs> Chuck Freedom Richard Wright Twitter account, which yeah. is just me. Um, okay, I've not known that for sure, but every time I get a favorite from it, I'm like, okay, I think that's just Goki. 100% <laughs> me. No one else interacts with it. That's just my Twitter account now, yeah. and I'm not going to plug my own because <laughs> who cares? Who <laughs> I? I think it's like Goki97 on Instagram, but like, okay, I don't know. You do you. <laughs> Follow Tipsy Terror. Okay. <laughs> oof, boof, oof. It's actually never mind. I don't. Never mind. I don't know what I was talking about. You gonna do your? So I'm not a credit card and everything. I'm at Midsummer Queen on um, Twitter at M O one one Y H A I N E S on Letterbox and I'm Ollie Francis Hands on Instagram and I will be in the Hotel Bornifornia show if you want to see that. Woo woo! Check out Wasp Factory. It's going to be such a fun show. I'm so stoked for that. There's going to be like 12 John Mulaney voices. It's going to be awesome. Check it out. And I said I didn't want to watch Shaun of the Dead either. <laughs> and then my wife. <laughs> and then I had to shoot my wife and I said how can I shoot my mother, my flatmate, and my wife on the same day? This is the question I had to ask. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby-Doo reference. And you can get me on Instagram and Letterboxd at SamanthaDon13. And you, and you can follow, follow the show. Go ahead, Harish. At TipsyTerror on Twitter, TipsyTerrorPod at gmail.com. If you want to email us, um... Find us online at tipsyterror.com or tipsyterror.rip or tipsyterror.wtf or tipsyterror.pub. Dot pube. All those point to the same thing, which is just a static web page that lists all of our other stuff. Um, and we have a Patreon. Oh, wait. We have uh, Facebook and Letterboxd. Just search Tipsy Terror. Uh, yes. And then we have a Patreon where for $1 a month, you can vote in polls to decide one of the movies that we do each month. And for $5 a month, you get a bonus episode every month. Um, Yeah. Also, please leave us reviews on iTunes. If you want. Um, (laughs) Please leave us specifically bad reviews calling out our character, because it'll make us laugh. I don't know if it made you laugh. You were, like, personally tagged. it's... (laughs) <laughs> but i thought it was funny as fuck it was hilarious uh <laughs> i will say leave us a bad review but just give us five stars like if just you hate nice. us do five stars and then just talk about how much you hate us in the review yeah but like put five stars on it 
I don't know if you guys heard, but this podcast is unlistenable. <laughs> I mean, a- to be fair, the first like 20 episodes before we got our mics are actually unlistenable because the sound quality sucks. That was like, okay, I like don't even care. I think he was like talking about just how we are. That was definitely him oh, saying, yeah. oh, we're just like the, For wor- sure. <laughs> the worst people he can imagine. Right. But also unlistenable. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, I have never. Oh, and we're pretty sure this guy's a Nazi. And we also had yeah. a really nice review from our friend Maylee Lorio. Yes, Maylee. Which is great. And I wanted to highlight that rather than just talking about a bad review. Thank you so much, Maylee. It was so sweet. We love you so much. You're the yes. best. Yeah. Ooh, add this in to the things that I plugged. Uh, go watch tinas uh this is not a show on youtube it's very funny and all the people involved are incredibly talented and it's a great comedy showcase and i would like to plug going to backburner's youtube page and checking out the feedem freedom videos (laughs) 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 if you want to see goki do some more stuff it's pretty fucking cool they're pretty funny yeah (laughs) i'm glad you like them those are uh, chaotic (coughs) Okay, anything else? Nah, dude, watch this movie. It's dope. Bye. 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 <laughs> what is this chick from? He's very familiar. I think that's Teresa May. Yeah. <laughs>